Hi, friends, and welcome to season two of the Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker podcast. I am Debbie, your host, and the creator of what I believe is a sacred space in which I have conversations with individuals from all sectors who are dedicated to elevating consciousness around different aspects of life. With a background in ghostwriting and editing books, content development, and medical journalism, as well as many other side jobs, and several years' experience working for the international nonprofit called the Kabbalah Center, I bring you enlightening conversations with people whose work, knowledge, energy, and insight have helped me open my mind and perspective, alchemize perceived negative situations, live in a healthier body, and experience the world in a deeper, more wondrous way on a daily basis. I also desire to share energy and wisdom that I received from my spiritual teacher, Karen Berg, who was the founder and spiritual director of the Kabbalah Center until her passing in 2020. My aim is that you, the listener, are able to receive what you need to create new possibilities and find greater levels of expansion in your health, relationships, and business. It is my honor to connect with you and be a part of your process. I believe that we are here to support each other on our earthly journey, and I also believe that life's challenges are most effectively tackled from the inside out. Each episode of my show presents another way to do that. Thank you so much for listening, for supporting, and for being with me. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's Cosmic Chat with Debbie Sugarbaker. I'm so excited to be here with you. And I'm going to add Jackie Glazer, who is a dating and relationship coach for women who do not want to settle and want to manifest or create a beautiful relationship in their life. I actually came across her content just by chance. I don't even know how I actually connected. I feel like the things that she has to share are very true and very helpful. So that's why I was so excited to have her on the Cosmic Chats, because that's what I like to present to you all is content that can really help you to create change. It's not just about knowing things in our mind, but about actually living it and incorporating it into our lives. Hi, Jackie. Hi. I was telling everyone how I found your content and it really resonated with me as something that's not just, you know, like information that you take into your mind and like stays there, but something that's really practical for creating change in your life. Thank you. That's, yeah, my whole thing is practical, right? Because we hear so much about let go, let God, and trust more, and feel more worthy. But how, how do I do that? Like, everyone yeah. knows that, but how do we do it? And I've tried to break it down, obviously, for myself and my own work. And I think that, that hopefully that's what you feel from it, is that I, I work with it too. We all work with it. Exactly. I, I felt that as well. I felt like you went through this process and you were sharing it to me. Whenever somebody goes through something that perhaps I'm going through, I receive a lot from them. Yeah. I'm not saying that if somebody has a different experience, it's not helpful for me, but if it's something that I can really relate to and they've already been through the process, it feels more powerful. You know? Right. It goes from your heart to someone else's heart. It's like in the body, it's internalized rather than just an intellectual concept. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And also just like a similar experience. I mean, like some, some, I've heard of relationship coaches who, you know, got married at 22. It's just a different experience than yes. somebody who's been in the dating world in this time with the apps. You know, it's a different, different experience. Exactly. Yes. Why should we work with you? I always say to my clients, because I was you, like I, 
In fact, I usually lived it in a, in a more painful way because I was much older and as a single. And I really get the nuance of all the process, you know, of being single and how painful it can be and how we go through the waves, you know, riding the waves. Yeah. Totally. So thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. Yeah, thank you for coming. And just to give everyone, again, a little introduction, this is Jackie Glazer. She is a dating and relationship coach, and she was a former Today Show in Australia psychologist, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And yeah, just check out her page and her content. She has a masterclass that can help you to manifest and do the work on yourself to create and draw a beautiful relationship. And today we'll touch on a few few subjects that I believe will be helpful for whoever's watching this now or whoever will watch it in the future. Awesome. So, Thank you. So first of all, I mean, you kind of already touched on it, but how did you become a dating coach and how did you get into this work? So I was a psychologist 20 years ago and I had a, you know, 20 years of psychology experience and then I went more into a, the Jewish world of spirituality and guiding students. I had lots of students, thousands of students over the last 12 years guiding them more in their spiritual journey, which includes the emotional, but I was single all that time. And I remember, you know, going through my own struggle with it and, and saying to God, higher power, divine source, whatever you want to refer to it as, I remember saying, if I get married, I will choose to give back and help singles. I remember kind of, I don't know if it was like a deal I made, but I remember saying that very clearly that I will give back in the area I've struggled. And that's what happened essentially uh, the story is crazy about how it actually happened when i got married but which i'm happy to go into but but the how i got into dating coaching was that it called me and i think that that's a very it was a very deep understanding that that's often how life works right what the struggle that you go through whatever it is doesn't have to be dating is the thing that you can help others in in the end once you move through that challenge of yourself and you see that with god forbid like parents lose a kid to leukemia then they start a leukemia foundation for other parents going through the same thing or you know any kind of challenge we have we we grow so much from that we deepen ourselves so much and then we have so much to offer and we probably don't realize it half the time and i got called into this i remember i did a one-off class i didn't really plan on doing it this big like now it's my whole focus but i like helping single especially single women and i did a class called there's nothing wrong with you like a like a live webinar online for someone about 120 people came. Wow. People started turning off the cameras. And I was like, oh no, I've lost the crowd. Like I'm, they're not, they're not, you know, they don't like what I'm saying. They're kind of bored. They're like, want to be just on there, but like off and doing other things, emails. And, and then people started to text me and said, or DM me and said, I'm so sorry, my camera's off. I'm bawling. And they were resonating with what I was saying. Cause I, I was acknowledging the pain. I was validating the process of what they've experienced. And they said that there's nothing wrong with me, that I feel so validated. Like sometimes when you're uh -huh. single for a while, you feel deep down that something's wrong with me. Like I must be intrinsically flawed. Exactly. And, they were, and they were crying and they were turning off uh -huh. the cameras. And I had about, out of 120 people, like 50 people say they want coaching from that. And I went, oh, maybe I should really be doing something here. <laughs> like there was such a resonance that I, I was called to do the work. It's really wow. helpful. It was really special. And I feel very honored to do it, to be able to be part of someone's journey. And it's unbelievable to see people shift and then their husband walks into their life. Not always. I'm not saying it's a magic pill. It's not. But when someone really does the work and they shift internally, whatever was blocking them or whatever they were scared about, they open up a vessel to receive. And I've had numerous clients where literally their husband walked into their life in the middle of the course as they were, as they were shifting. It's unbelievable. 
not everyone, but like a good right. chunk. So I think you work with clients from all backgrounds, right? Not just, or I specialize in the Jewish world, but as long as you believe that you have a soul, that right. there's a higher power and you're here for a purpose. Right. I yeah. agree with that. Thank I feel you. the same way. So what are the top three things? I do want to hear the story of how you met your husband, but I feel like we should leave that for a little bit later. So what are the first three things that you tell clients when they come to meet with you or they sign up for your masterclass? The first thing I tell them if they're actually speaking to me is what I told you just now. One thing is that as long as you believe that you have a soul and there's a higher power and a bigger purpose going on, and that that can work with you as, as far as the frame. However, the, the other aspect that I tell people is, which is really important for them to own, is that your external life is a mirror of your inner life. Your actual life that's going on is a mirror, which I'm sure you already believe and know. And it, it's not to get defensive about, it's to own because that means you can change it. We're not in control of everything. There is a higher power that knows the bigger picture that we don't know. So you can't say, I'm God. And by the way, this is my only beef with the term manifesting, even though I believe in manifesting and love manifesting and work with manifesting. And we have so much power to change our life, which I totally believe I've seen it myself, but we, we don't know everything, right? We don't know everything. And so if something's not coming to you, it's not because you're a bad manifester. You have to at some point surrender to a, a higher power and have certain humility and say, okay, I'm doing my maximum effort, but it's not always up to me in the way I want in my timeline. And I have to have a certain humility. Because then you feel like there's something wrong with you. In my early 30s, I lost my brother and my dad like three months apart and they went through long illnesses and I needed to be there with them. And so I can say, oh, I didn't manifest like the relationship that I wanted, but there were like so many other forces involved. Exactly. And I have to have enough humility to understand that I had to be going through those processes to become the person that I need to be. Otherwise I'll just get stuck in regret. But why didn't I do this, that, and the other back then? But I literally, it, it wasn't the time. I needed to go through a different process. And not just that, but whoever, like when someone passes away or is sick, that's about what their soul needs on some level. I believe there's, a, there's past lives and that there's a next world and there's a bigger picture spiritually. So we don't know. We're standing in the middle of one chapter of a book in a series of books and we don't know what came before and we don't know what came after. So we can't know what's best necessarily for a soul, for another person either. And you'll drive yourself crazy, it's arrogant to say, I have to do something and it's manifesting a change. However, I will say that the higher power gives us a lot of power to, to co-create. The first question I ask a client is, what's your dating experience been like? Do you get no dates? Do you get bad dates? Do you like one and done and serial one and doneers, you know, like where you have one date and you're finished. So where, what's the pattern in your life? And then what can you do? And then how are you showing up in your own life that mirrors that? Meaning if, if someone's not showing up on a date, so they, they don't have dates showing up for them. That's often the case, right? Or a part of me is really scared to connect. So I'm going to, only have guys who are totally not in my ballpark, let's say, right? right. right. So, so that's, the, that's the second thing I work with as far as their external world is reflective of their inner world. And the third is that the result they'll get out of the work is directly proportionate to the work they put in as far as not just show up to the sessions, but use it in your consciousness, apply it to your week because you're going to work and you're going you know, with your friends and whatever, bringing the concepts into your actual awareness and working with them. To that degree, you will see a shift subconsciously. I work at the subconscious level because I think that that's another point. I love, by the way, that we talked about the beef with manifesting because like, I very rarely bring that up, but it's like, it's really important to bring that up. And so I'm really glad that that just came up organically. But the other beef I have, I have two beefs. The second one is that 
people do a lot of work on themselves. They go to therapy, they do a ton of work and all of that's amazing and good. However, there's a limitation. I get a lot of women who say, I know my issues. I know what my problems are. I just can't change the feeling. Like I still feel insecure. I still doubt myself. I still lack clarity. I still, but I know where it comes from. So why is that? Because it's sitting at the subconscious level. So they've done a lot of conscious work, which is not a waste, it's excellent but it's not, it's not the full picture often. And sometimes being conscious of your issues is not enough to shift it. You have to work at the subconscious as well. Sometimes it is, sometimes it is enough and other times it's not. And so that's really what I developed as far as a process in how do I tune into my own subconscious? How do I learn how to do that? There's multiple ways in obviously, but that's what I like to empower people to do for themselves because you can do that. You don't have to be a therapist to do it. One thing that I think that a lot of women deal with, especially once you reach a certain age or you can feel like already past an, an age of fitting into this norm, either in your culture, in your community, in society, or you can feel like I no longer fit in that norm. Yes. So that can be really difficult feeling to deal with, or you can feel like there's something wrong with how you've done your life and then you can yeah. get into like a feeling of regret or you can feel like oh I've put in so much effort a lot of people who are even coming probably to you or to this work they've done so much work on the subconscious level of spirituality they've probably gone through hell in their life so they still feel like there's nothing happening and so you can get into like this kind of hopelessness or feeling like it's just not for me yes. So what would you say to to those types of feelings Hi guys, I'm quickly interrupting this episode to let you know that you can now support the Cosmic Chats on Patreon. Check out my page, Debbie Sugarbaker Cosmic Chats, and feel free to become a monthly donor. We so appreciate it and it helps us to keep this show going, to get this information, this wisdom, this energy out there on the waves and touching hearts and souls like yours. Thank you so much in advance and enjoy the rest of the episode. So someone who's going through that, the first thing I told them is that this is not an accident. This is not a punishment. There's nothing wrong with you in that sense. It's being designed for you in your life, for you to access your own greatness and to grow from it. So there's something that this situation, as painful as it is, is giving you. And what does it usually give people? It gives people patience and humility. Know that we're on God's plan and timeline, not ours. And the most valuable thing I think it teaches people, because you're forced to do this, otherwise you're going to just sort of collapse into despair, is that you're forced to pull back and say, I can't compare my life to anyone else. And what I think is the biggest problem is that we all go, we operate off an assumption that we all should be at a certain point in life and that there's this timeline that we all should be on. And if we're not on it, there's something wrong with me, right? That's the assumption here the first thing is to to knock that out of the water, right? Like that, that that's not true. That's actually not true. You're on, you're who you're meant to be based on a whole series of like what you're doing on the planet, what your upbringing's been like, what your own struggles are. And for some reason, for some people, it benefits them to be single longer than married, right? Because if the, if the purpose of life is to develop your potential, if you view it that way, then sometimes situations like this is what will actually activate that the most. And so usually it's always a period of time. It's not, it's going to be like this forever. However, what we tend to do in that unknown, in the darkness when we don't know, is we often go into negativity, negative conclusions. It means that X, Y, Z, I always say, I just put a reel on my feed right now that I, I thought I was going to be a cat lady. Literally, I was going to be a cat lady and die in my apartment and no one was going to find me for three days. That's where I went with the despair. And so 
I think that that's important. And, and as far as feeling like there's something wrong with you, which is so normal and, and human, I always say it can't be that because have you seen how many other traumatized and dysfunctional people are actually married? Like it can't be that that's the reason you're not married because tons of other dysfunctional and traumatized people get married. That's not the prerequisite, right? And they laugh and they say, yeah, it's true, right? So it can't be that that's the reason. There must be a deeper reason. There's another reason that's developing you. You know, from Jewish wisdom, we're compared sometimes to olives because olive oil is considered this rich, pure liquid, right? It's, and we use it to anoint kings and all sorts of things. And so how is olive oil extracted from olives? It's crushed, right? You've gone and crushed olives to extract olive oil. So sometimes in life, it says we're, we're pushed into a corner and we're squeezed and we're pressed. And because of being pressed and squeezed in that position at that time with a certain issue, I'm forced to dig deep inside myself and extract this beautiful, pure potential that I would not have accessed had I not been squeezed in that way. Wow. It's such a beautiful idea. But it, and we wouldn't wish it on our worst enemy and we don't want to go through it again. But right. we often look back and say, that's when I changed. And that can also apply to people because I'm sure that there are many people who are watching who are in relationships and you go through a relationship yeah. challenge that can be very difficult. I mean, especially this day and age, because there's just a lot of, I mean, I hate to say it, but I feel like there's a lot of misuse of, of like sexual energy. I yes. don't even want to go there, but yeah, there's like a lot of, there's a lot of like misuse of that, which can cause chaos in a couple, you know? And so yeah. I don't know, there's yeah. just a lot of different challenges that can, especially pushing women to really own who they are and find a genuine sense of self-worth and connection to something very pure. Oftentimes the process of getting there can be difficult. Like you said, you feel like you're being pressed. Yeah. So any challenge, any adversity, that's, it's a great framework to see that I'm being squeezed for my potential. I'm being squeezed to access some part of myself that I would never access had I not been forced into this position. Anyone who's gone through any adversity or challenge in life knows that that is often the truth, right? You've come out and said, wow. Sometimes just going through the process. I, I actually talked about on another reel I did of like, what are the five benefits of being single? And one of them that I never expected for, for myself was that just the process of the pain of the waiting for something I really wanted developed this deep sense of gratitude and appreciation for my marriage. So my marriage is so much better now than I probably could have ever had because I actually went through the pain of the waiting. So some of just the process of going through not having what you want is developing you. It develops a depth and a capacity for relationship, not getting what you want. If we always get what we want, we're just turned into entitled brats, basically. That's what we're seeing this generation, right? As we have more instant gratification, everything's fast and everything's... So if I can't get what I want, it does actually develop me, even though it doesn't feel that way in the moment. Wow, that's so true and so powerful mm. to hear it because, yeah, we expect that, you know, we should have everything right now. Yes. Right now, then, yeah, then you go into, well, what's wrong with me, etc. And it develops humility because I'm very strong-willed, as you can tell, strong personality. And so there was, a, there was a humbling in that of like, no matter what I do, I can't make this happen according to the way I want. So there's a right. certain forced surrender that you have to get into. And that's also better for me, as in it's better for the soul. It's, it's your potential to be in a surrendered state rather than the ego state, the lower self. So being forced into a place of, of surrender helps you access your higher self. Any person watching this back who's got any challenge of something that you want and you can't get, it develops that aspect of us. Beautiful. Yeah, it develops that aspect and also like that certainty because you're like, okay, if everything that I go through is a lesson for me, so right now the lesson might just be 
how much to build my my certainty muscle that the creator is with me all the time exactly is involved in all of my things and so i'm really being challenged to believe that because in this moment i doesn't feel like that at all the real things in life don't come from exactly getting what you want but going through the process and building and becoming a different person while you're on the way there exactly exactly that's the point of life yeah so when, when we see it from that place like okay so let's stop just feeling bad about ourselves let's look at what what does god want from me here what what's the opportunity here what is the growth process what is the opportunity for greatness and then you look at it with those lenses like switching your lenses right looking at those lenses on it changes your life and then when you get to a place where you can actually trust then everything shifts because all we really are asked for is that trust that that trust in the process and the trust in god is really at the core of most tests because most tests are about sitting in the unknown with something you don't know if you're going to get married you don't know if you're going to get the job you don't know if you're going to have a kid you don't know if the kid's going to be okay is the kid going to turn out okay am i going to like is my health condition going to be resolved am i going to you know like whatever it is they were sitting in the unknown the, the unknown is the common denominator and so that so you look at wow every test that where people are in there's a common denominator of the unknown and trusting in the dark right. and that's the test so if you can actually get to a place that's really when you get to measure where am i really at with that when everything's going well it's you can't measure yourself but when things are in the dark and not going the way you want that's when you get to measure do i really trust in the process do i really trust in a higher power that's what that's my litmus test and when you can say whatever you want god whatever you want well i'll work with it you know then things radically change but you can't do it for that reason you can't treat god like a manipulative like vending machine where i'll do this trick and then god will change the outcome it doesn't work that way Right, right. Yeah, you have to truly get to a place of acceptance of whatever's going on. Whatever, if whatever you can't control, we have to learn to accept. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So obviously, this type of work it builds your relationship to your higher self, to your soul, to source, to the creator, and with yourself. And so, in the process, do you find that your clients also see? you know, their relationships with their parents improve or with other relationships in their life? Because I know, for example, parents, our parents, like spiritually, are very significant relationships. And they, I've heard that in spiritual work, especially related to like, you know, Kabbalah and things like that, if you have certain yeah. blockages, it's like work on the relationship or releasing many resentments or whatever you have with your parents, and it can open up things in your life. Do you, do you find that there's a correlation between the work that you present and people's relationships? Yeah, so people, once they join my course, they realize that the, the work is not specifically about dating. It's about connecting to your deeper self mm -hmm. and about you, you learning to connect to your higher self, learning how to have choice around your responses, choice around your inner world, right? And mm -hmm. so what we mostly do, if you don't do the work, you just operate off knee-jerk reactions from the past, right? Certain operating systems, narratives, stories that we have running, assumptions, limiting beliefs, all this stuff is just running in the subconscious. And until you do that work, it won't shift. And when you start to do that work, you get freedom, freedom to have much better relationships because you're no longer being triggered all the time. You're taking ownership of your own responses and feelings and you know how to soothe yourself rather than have that inner child part of you triggered by other people, particularly family, particularly parents, they're the hardest because that's the closest, right? Right. And so I've had actually, I see people one-on-one -on -one sometimes who are married. So I have like a bunch of one-on-one -on -one spots and some of my married women said, it's amazing. My husband doesn't even know I'm doing coaching. And I started to shift myself in how I respond to my husband and he's treating me completely differently. And he doesn't even know I'm doing coaching. And I'm like, 
I know because you're half that relationship. So when you change your response to someone, of course it's going to change, right? They're just right. like blown away because it's changed the whole marriage and they haven't even talked about it. She's changed herself, right? I think of three clients like that already right now. Wow. That's so powerful to hear. Yeah. The way of thinking is that if you're triggered by something, then it's all within you. It's like, of course, the other person kind of awakened it, but the work that needs to be done is that taking responsibility for that response, right? Yeah, the, the problem with us is that we don't, it's not the response that's the problem. It's how we choose to respond yeah. to the response, the reaction. And so, firstly, no one can create a feeling in you anyway, right? If I'm feeling something, even if someone did something objectively wrong or not nice, one person's going to have a, a very strong reaction and another person might just bounce it off. So it's always about the reaction, right? And, and often seeing people... If someone does something to you, number one, just seeing it as a reflection of them rather than a reflection of you is always is always easier, right? If someone does something that hurts you, it's a reflection of them, not a reflection of you. However, if it does trigger something in you, it's really helpful to know how to deal with that pain that you have rather than just vomit it back out onto the person that triggered it, which is right. what we or, or to keep it in. So or keep it in. Yes. Yeah, so my... Don't say anything and then, yeah. My pattern's to vomit it back out. So you, you, you picked mm -hmm. me. Yeah. And so other people will vomit it back in, meaning they'll internalize or beat themselves up for it or whatever. And so both of those are obviously equally not good. And so if you can choose to instead reassure and soothe that lower self part of you, the wounded part, and from the higher self, then it will just naturally shift very quickly. And eventually you don't even get triggered in the same things that you used to get triggered on. And that's what we call, you know, developing your consciousness, developing your growth, developing your potential. And yeah. it's very possible. It does not have to take years. It just need, you just need to know like the pieces of the equipment, like how do I operate? How do I tick? And how do I get in touch with different parts of myself? I just wanted to briefly interrupt this episode to remind you that you can find all of my cosmic chats with video on my IGTV handle at Debbie Sugarbee, that's at D-E-B-B-I-E-S-U-G-A-R-B. -E -E there, you can also find a link in my bio to support my work or to sign up for a one-on-one -on -one Theta Healing session with me. And sometimes it's not always like a, a smooth process. Like recently I had a situation that was interesting, it was on the new moon of Virgo something happened and it was like a typical trigger, but usually I would take it in. I, I took it out and expressed how I was feeling and I didn't look good and I didn't look spiritual in front of those people. But I said, you know what? Anyway, I had to, okay, so maybe I didn't deal with it in exactly the right way, but what I took from it, but at least acknowledge myself in the situation. Usually I would, wouldn't even like share it, but at least I acknowledge like I'm a human. I have a, I have a reaction here and I, I have a take on this situation as well. And then I was just like, you know what seems like the best way for me to extract the lesson from this is just to love myself anyway, because I felt like a lot of shame for looking really bad, basically. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm not perfect. I'm human. And that's what happened. Yeah. As long as we can learn from a mistake and say, well, what was the learning in there? That's the value, right? Rather than shame. Yeah. I'm glad that you got to that place and that you could do that. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to hear, maybe just if you can share with us, how did you meet your husband? What was the story? Yeah, it's a crazy story. I'll try and do it in a Reader's Digest, like condensed version. I was working, I still am working for a nonprofit uh, mm -hmm. called Olami, amazing nonprofit, 320 locations 
mainly focused on Jewish outreach in the Jewish world. And we were going to a meeting with a philanthropist who was a big businessman, Adam Newman, from who was formerly the CEO of WeWork. And we were going in. I was really excited because he was interested in leadership, which is my area, leadership development. And I went in with the COO. And before we went in, he said, you know, Jack, Adam's Israeli and he's very direct and he might ask you some personal questions. You know, I just want to warn you, are you okay with that? Like he likes to really connect. And I said, yeah, I love Israelis. I can handle that. No problem. So we go in and he said, no, no, but it could be really personal. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. We go in, he sits down and he says, there's a chief of staff, my COO, me and Adam. And he says, whose project? And I said, mine. And he said, okay, what's the numbers, the stats, how many people? I start firing away those questions. And he says, okay, so what's it about? I said, well, it's, you know, you've got to be the change you want to see in the world and you've got to walk the walk. And he said, beautiful. What are you doing to walk the walk? And I look at my COO and go, ah, like this, that's one of the questions, the personal questions. What do you, and I said, oh, I want to tell him what I'm working on. I'm working on this. I'm working on that. And he just looks at me and goes, why are you single? And I was like, gulp. I don't know. I said, I don't know. I don't know why I'm single. Like, how do you answer that? Right. And I said, and he goes, no, no, no. Why are you single? Really? And I was like, and it's like going into my soul, my core. And I was like, I don't know. And he said, you know what you have to do? And he doesn't know me at all. He says, you, but this is, it was like he was given the words. It was crazy. He said, you have to go home today and you have to tell God that you accept. I said, what? And this is what I was struggling with deep down, but he didn't know that. Only God knew that. And he said, you have to go home and you have to tell God that you accept. I said, accept what? He said, accept that this is the choice God's made for you right now. And that no matter what God chooses for you, you'll accept it even if it's not what you want. Not that you should assume it's going to happen or not happen, or, but just that you could accept whatever, whatever a higher power's choice is for you. And that was what I was struggling with, was that I couldn't accept it. I felt betrayed. I felt let down. I felt, and I burst into tears so unprofessionally in the middle of the, in the, middle of the meeting, bawling. And I said, I try, and some days I do, and some days I can't, and like, you know, accept it. Like sometimes I work with, wrestle with the trust. And he says, no, he says, it's like saying some days I believe in God, some days I don't believe in God. He goes, trust is a choice. Trust is a choice. He said, all God wants is our trust and watch what happens when you trust. When you trust, everything changes. He said, but you can't do it for that reason. You have to truly trust because there's no guarantee of any outcome. It's not like it's like a Hollywood happy ending. Oh, I just do this. And then, and I was like, uh, anyway, it was like liquid from every orifice at that point, right? Like it was totally inappropriate. There was no talk about the project. The other two were like silent looking down. You know, it was just like me and Adam. And I was like, it was a long, it was a long discussion. At the end of it, he had to run out. He had two different meetings with banks going on. And he said, I've got to go, but I like her. She's real. She takes risks. I want to work with you guys. And she just walks out. And I just look around. Everyone's like shell-shocked. And I said, I'm so sorry. And they just, the chief of staffs was like laughing. And he said, no, 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 that was, that was the best meeting we've had in two weeks. That was the meeting. And I was like, okay. Anyway, I was raw for about three days. I felt like something had been ripped off my heart. I'd never felt this feeling before. Really raw, tender, weeping for three days. Like weird weeping. It wasn't sadness. I don't know what it was. It was like the layers what of a gift. Such a gift. It's such, like the creator came to you and like, and also it's interesting because I've met him before at, at his spiritual teacher's birthday party. Yes. It's like so weird. Like such a small world. So you mentioned him like, oh my God. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah. It's like when the creator came to you. He totally came and gave this guy words, right? And I did a meditation that week, that Shabbat. There was a Shabbat coming up three days later. At my, I was at my rabbi's house in Philadelphia, actually. 
and I I did a meditation. Why can't I accept? You know, when you're in a meditation, you can access your higher self more clearly and you get a deeper answer, as you know. So I was asking myself, why can't I accept? I know God loves me. I believe in a higher power. I know everything's for the good. I see God in my life all the time, but why can't I accept truly? And back came a little voice because you're judging yourself. I'm judging myself as a failure for not right. being married. And right. I'm blaming it on God. And I was like, right. oh, my gosh, I am. I'm judging. It's I'm judging myself, not God. I'm doing it. Right. And I said, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. And I made a decision there and then in my rabbi's house. I remember exactly where I was sitting on Shabbat and said, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I said, God, whatever you want, if this is truly what you want from me, it's not what I want. I don't want to be single. I said, but if you choose for some reason that this is the best thing for my life, for whatever reason, I'll accept it. Still makes me cry. I'll do the best I can with what you give me. But it's not what I want. The next day, my husband was suggested to me. Wow. The next day. The next day, my husband, I literally couldn't believe it. And you can't do it for that reason. I'm not advocating, oh, just do this and it's going to change and it's going to be a happy ending. It's just, not, it's not. That's not why I did it. But when you do that, it can't not make massive waves in the universe. When you choose to trust and accept, it can't not. So whatever is coming back to you is enormous blessing, right? We don't know what the outcome will be per se, but my, I met my husband. The, the next day, my husband got suggested to me. And you can take this to any, like, like, how do you been, I'm just curious, like you could take this to any relationship, right? Because if somebody, even a lot of people are in relationships and they're not sure if this is the one, it's not so clear cut and dry, but you can take this, this surrender. It's kind of like a, like the surrender experiment, this trust, this process through to any situation, right? Any situation. And you, it's also what I, what I did before that, that helped, which I th- again, anyone can learn is to tune into their higher self to get that deeper wisdom and, and inner answer, right? Listen to your right. inner voice. It's more about that, right? If someone's in the wrong relationship, they need to listen to their inner voice to get out. So it's not always right. about acceptance and surrender. It could be that like, I'm, I'm in the wrong relationship and I'm repeating an old pattern and I need to get out of this. You have to know, you have to listen to your inner voice, that inner wisdom that you can get. Yeah. And to do that, you have to quiet yourself down and tune into a higher self. Do you find that it helps to get into like a different space, like a different area to go somewhere? Because like sometimes a person, especially if they're in the, if they're sharing a home with somebody, then you feel like it's hard to tap in when there's somebody else's energetic field right there. It's hard to sometimes feel, you know, to go there. Until you, until it becomes a real practice, it becomes like a neural pathway that you develop that you can then just drop down into easily. Then it can be good to use external prompts like go out to the beach or go to a a cliff or go out for a walk or yes, that can really help. But what I also teach people, which is very doable, is how to clear your space, how to clear your inner space emotionally so that you can actually have that space and not let someone else's energy affect you, which is really important to be able to do that and not have to always do it by leaving physically. You can also do it internally. So you can do it from for wherever you are, whether yeah. you're in a meeting with somebody with yes. who is a, like abrasive and you feel their energy coming at you or whatever with the kids or whatever the situation yeah. is. Yeah, or protect yourself even before you go into that 100%. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Also, this morning I went for, I was woke up and immediately went out for a jog and I'm like, oh, you know what? I used to do that. And I'm like, I'm. So, it's such a great way to tell the day that like I'm, I'm 
creating my day rather than like responding to it. Like exactly. doing some sort of movement, doing some sort of movement in the morning, whether it's a walk, a jog, a run, or just getting out into the sunshine. It's like just moving, moving myself. Even I was just in Israel when I was there, one of the places they had a yoga class at like 730 and like, and it was right next to the room where I was staying. So I'm like, there's no excuse. I've got to go. I just woke up and go out there. And it's just a whole different vibe for the day. It's like a vibration of me putting intention into the day rather than being acted upon. Exactly. Because exactly, we could sit all day and just respond to our phones all day in response for hours yeah. and hours. Reactive. Like yeah. Reactive. Yeah. And it feels like you didn't do anything at the end of the day. So if you keep doing that every day, you feel kind of empty. I love that idea of, of, of choosing to be intentional regularly. Yeah. Like this is my day and whatever process I need to go to for the highest possibilities, I embrace them and I welcome them. And I'm setting the intention that that's what I want. Uh, Is there anything else that you feel we should leave? And if anybody has any questions, if there's anything else, a message that you feel to leave people who are watching this or who will watch it in the future. Yeah. That learn to connect to your higher self. That's really, Mm -hmm. that's really a ticket out of so much darkness Learn to connect to your higher self, which you can do, like, and connect your higher self to your lower self because that's the first point of connection. And that's where a lot of disconnection, a lot of misery happens. Do the inner work with someone. Do it. Do the inner work. Don't be scared. Don't think you have to work it out all yourself or that you can. Often you can't. Initially, you need a guide. You need a coach. You need someone. So do that inner work and never, ever give up. Never give up. There's no such thing as like, oh, it's just my bad luck. It's my bad lot in life. That's always your, your luck and your lot in life or your mazal is in, it always changes in response to you. So as you shift, it will shift your world. Your inner world is a reflection of the external and the external is a reflection of your inner. So don't, you can never, you never need to give up because as you keep growing, it will shift your world. And just trust that it does shift, that the, the shifts does. happen. Like does. things, the, the energy changes. Like sometimes when you're in a, and you're in a bad state or you're in like a place that feels very contracted and you think that that's how it's going to always be. And it's a right. good reminder to remember that the tides come in and the tides come out. It's very rare someone's in the same exact challenge or, or situation for their whole life. Very rare. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Jackie, for yeah, joining me today. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's an honor to have you here. And you should check out her on your, she has a link in her bio um, mm-hmm. where you can sign up for the masterclass, right? Yeah, there's a and free masterclass. Or jump on a call with me and we can discuss how I, how I can help you if I can help you. Amazing. Okay. Again, check out our content, the reels, et cetera. They're really helpful. Yeah. And share them. And thank you, thank Debbie, you. for joining. Thank you, Debbie. I truly hope that this episode nourished your spirit and or opened you to a deeper level of connection or a higher perspective. Please subscribe, share it with your friends and family, and leave me a review. I appreciate your support. You can also take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and I'll add it to my story. Until next time, be well, take care, lots of love, magic, joy, opportunities, and blessing always. Bye-bye. Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker is a production of Yali Christina Podcast Services.